Hello and welcome to the Sports Online Podcast, where we talk about football to fishing and everything in between. Today, we have a surprise for y'all, the Series of Goats. For those of you who may be wondering, the Series of Goats is a mini-series we conduct here in the studio. It is essentially a debate. A debate between whether or not a goat belongs in the sport that we discuss on the day. Whether or not a goat belongs in sports, period, is something we will debate today. What we will come to find is whether or not objective reasoning decides whether or not a goat even belongs in sports, or if stats really truly dictates what a goat is and whether or not a goat belongs. Today, Isaac, myself, Samuel, Porter, and a special guest, who will be introduced later, will consider the many different stat lines and overall performance of the biggest sport in the world and its players. Football, or as Americans call it, soccer. We will go into depth on the many different attributes that players ex uh, show off and what can be uh, reasoned upon when determining whether or not a goat is present. So, Samuel, today we are going to address first and foremost whether or not a goat is present and whether or not a goat is present in football as a whole. Do you believe that there should be a goat? And if so, why? So when you say that should a goat be present, are you talking specifically soccer or sports in general? Both. Okay. Yes, I believe that there's a goat for certain sports and for soccer. That's a really good question because it's not just one player that, you know, because it's a team sport. And I know we've discussed that plenty. Um, I believe that there is a goat for a position, but not the greatest to ever do it okay so you believe that there's a goat that will be present specifically in each individual position why is that uh, because I believe that center forwards or a left wing would not be able to beat out the best present goalkeeper I think goat like okay if you want to talk about real if we're going to talk about real goats like the greatest of any sports, what comes to mind is swimming, tennis, bowling, sports where it's just 1v1 instead of 11v11. That's what makes me think of a goat. Okay, so you are saying that a goat is more defined in a sport with individualistic aspects to yes. it. Yes. So as soon as it becomes a team sport, it is impossible to determine a singular goat. Yes, and the only reason why is because I believe that there are the greatest in in positions, but it's the team because you could also have, like um, see it, it's it's just it's a it's a very um loaded question I guess because unless unless you find a player right now in soccer that is the best in every position. I mean, but doesn't I mean if uh, that just makes sense to me? Like, if they're gonna be the, if they're the best goalkeeper, you know, and their regular position and every other position in soccer, that is what makes them a goat in the in my opinion. Okay, so I hear your reasoning, and for those of you listening, Samuel has deemed the goat argument when it comes to uh, soccer as an impossibility in terms of attainment. You can be the best in your position, but it's impossible to, to be the best overall. Do you believe that 
or sorry, you already stated that you believe that a goat can be present in sports with individualistic aspects to it, uh, meaning that if, as long as there is a singular person competing for a singular, uh, I guess, award. For example, gymnastics is still a team aspect, but there are individualistic uh, properties to it in that you are competing uh, effectively against yourself. However, even though that there is a team aspect, you can still be the greatest of, of all time because you are the greatest at performing at each event. Porter, once again, asking the question, is there a GOAT in soccer? As well as, is there a, a place for a GOAT in sports as a whole? I'd have to agree with what Samuel said. When it comes to a GOAT, it'd have to be in said position because um, if you're good at an attacker, right? If you're good at scoring goals, there but you're not as good as defender, then you can't be the goat because you're not so good at everything. Because, like Samuel said, the goat has to be good at every single position. Like, if you're the goat, you have to be good at goalkeeping. You have to be a good defender. You have to be a good midfielder. You have to be a good striker. That's the only way, which is pretty much physically impossible. To that's the only way you could obtain the goat status. Because you have to be the best at every position, which is pretty much impossible. Um, that's what I think my viewpoint is on if there truly is a GOAT, at least in the sport of soccer or any sort of team sport. Because there are different roles to be applied in the game. And it's going to be hard for you to do each role at the best that there's ever been. And um, like Samuel said, individual sports, I could definitely see there being a GOAT argument. Um, with that being a thing, with goats like individual stuff like Roger Federer, um, him being probably the best tennis player there is to grace the earth, it's because he had beaten so many individuals that were of a high caliber quality as by himself. Because he was able to do that by himself, I think that can give someone that does it individually a goat status behind their name. And even though tennis has a doubles event, you'd argue that the fact that there's a singles event, you can determine a GOAT, correct? Yes, I'd say that. And stuff like like swimming, there can be a GOAT at a specific event, like 200 meter, um, let's say, free, well, not free, butterfly. There could be a GOAT at that because they're the best at that certain part. And that's what I think defines a GOAT, at least in this circumstance. Okay. And then we've already established that you believe, the, similar to Samuel, that a, a sport like soccer requires a position-based GOAT status versus an overall GOAT status. And then you've also agreed with him on the fact that individualism is required in order to have a preordained GOAT in any sport. You use the example of tennis with Roger Federer, and I, I'm inclined to agree with that. I believe that GOAT of golf is uh, something that's more easily obtained. Right now, I believe the GOAT, well, not necessarily the GOAT, but the best in the world at the moment is John Rahm, and the the individualistic aspect of it is what allows you to establish a GOAT. Now, we have a special treat for y'all. Currently, you know that there are three siblings in the studio. Well, I'd like to introduce the fourth. His name is James. He has the most wicked mane of hair you'll ever see. And he has a pretty solid uh, 
knowledge base, especially in the area of sports, despite only being 10 years old. So, James, in terms of goats, be it in sports or soccer as a whole, what do you believe the place for goats are in those two categories? I think I also agree with Samuel and Porter on that one because if you were to have like a Lionel Messi or Ronaldo playing in every single position, like center back, left back, right back, wing, mid, striker, center forward, goalkeeper, I could. It's just that they could not be the best at every position that they're playing at. So I think um, that a goat in like every pot like uh, there's no there has to be a goat in one position there can't be a goat in like every se- like a whole team that's just my take on it but you might have another opinion okay so i agree with you uh for the most part it is impossible to decide that there is a singular goat so James, considering that this is your first episode uh, being in the studio, I'd like to ask you to give the people more knowledge about yourself. Not not so much an icebreaker, but give them give them your background on sports, your placement in the series of goats. For it will be a series to continue from here on. Requires people to know more about you. So, what is your sports knowledge? What is your sports base? Uh, what what if what have you done in the world of sports? So I have played soccer a lot of my life, and I, um, I would say I really, <laughs> really <laughs> enjoy football, um, just because it's a competitive sport, and I like um, playing with friends, and. I mean, I have some good knowledge on soccer, base a little bit on baseball, basketball, and soccer. But if, like, the GOATs, in my opinion, for, like, all sports would probably be, um, for uh, NBA would be LeBron James, soccer would be Messi, um, bas- uh, baseball I'm not too yet in my opinion on that. And really, football, I would have to be honest here. I think it would probably be Randy Moss just because he was such a dominant wide receiver back then. Okay, so that raises the point. You believe that there can be a GOAT in football, despite or American football, despite the fact that it is in turn a team sport. Well, because... That's that you have a good point because of that. I can't I see now because I mean, but I think a QB is like really the main really like I think there's like two goats cuz you have like one on defense and one on offense. So like defense it could be like Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Brian Dawkins, etc. With offense it could be like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, um who else? You got, like, you mentioned Rogers, Randy Moss. Yeah, Randy Moss. You got, like, Roger Staubach, uh, Troy Aikman, Joe Namath. Those are all, like, very big parts of players. So, that is, so, like, those are, like, some of the goats that 
I mean, because it's, like, not really, um, like, a point to where, like, I could measure because there's so many good players, so many good players, like, from back then and now who are still playing that I could go 10 years in the future and we could see someone who is better than everyone in the world. All right, and you've really nailed, hit the nail on the head in terms of kind of outlining what we're going to talk about further on this episode. And, uh, yeah, let's jump right into it. All right. So, James brought up a very good point earlier that eras dictate uh, a various amount of data in terms of uh, passing yards, passing touchdowns when he was referencing football. Eras typically dictate the sport that you're playing in simply because it evolves. Goats can be determined... I'm, I'm certain that you can have a best player from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and most any sport, but you cannot say that one player was better than the rest just by the fact that the game changes. We've seen with basketball that it has very, very rapidly lost the contact aspect of the sport. It has lost that bully aspect with that we saw with the, the Detroit Pistons, that we saw with the... Boston Celtics and a bunch of other basketball teams. Uh, the sport of soccer actually originated with a many rugby tendencies, and then it broke off. So, when we're looking forward or backwards, and what a sport holds in terms of its evolution, or what it has done with its players in terms of the skill gap that is rapidly increasing, how how does an era uh, alter? the perception of a GOAT in terms of, in this case, soccer, specifically Porter. So, an era, how, so it can change, I think an era changes it, not as much in soccer as in other sports, because it seems like it's been pretty constant, at least in terms of the skill, because, I mean, it's, it's a pretty basic level, the game itself, in terms of, like, how you play it, so I don't think it's changed as much as, say, the NBA with, um, now people are shooting more three-pointers, and, you know, the game's gotten a little bit, as the old heads would say, it's gotten soft. They aren't as contact-based, like you said. But in soccer, I think the eras haven't changed as much or as significant as other sports have. I think with the basis of the game remaining the same as it has for, you know, decades, um, with things like maybe skills, more skills being implemented, like, you know, with... Megs and like rainbow flicks and just all these sort of skills being implemented into the game. But, I mean, all together, like the passing's pretty similar, I guess. Um, the shooting, like the basis of shooting's been pretty, pretty much the same. I guess it's the techniques that have changed the game, like the techniques of how you like free kicks. Like people haven't really used knuckleball free kicks until you know, like mid to late 2000s when Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo made it popular. And like, you know, like David Beckham with the curl free kick, it wasn't really that popular until David Beckham made it a thing, but people were still using it. It just hadn't become as, you know, as, I guess, pop culture or more common until, you know, like these big players started using that technique. So I feel like for soccer, at least, the basis to stay the same. It's just popularity has boosted certain techniques and skills to the level of, you know, people use them all the time now. Okay. 
I can agree with that. Um, I don't know if I would directly agree with the fact that soccer has evolved slower than other sports. I just don't think it reflects so much on the pitch, so much as uh, the skills and the shooting and the passing, so much as the tactics. I mean, we've seen Pep Guardiola completely revolutionize the, the sport with something as simple as inverted wingbacks. So I think tactically it has really expanded simply due to the increased skill sets of players. If you go back to the 50s, a player is not going to be able to use both his right foot and his left foot. And if he can, it'll be rare and not to the quality that we see today. I mean, if you look at some clips from Cristiano Ronaldo, his left foot is arguably as good as his right foot. And, I mean, that right foot is really, really pretty solid. So, thank you, Porter, for your input. You basically stated that Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi are not as different as Pele and Maradona, uh, Rui Costa, any of these players in terms of the evolution of the game. And for that, I can I can agree, agree pretty well. Pele was uh, a baller in his time, as was Maradona. So, Samuel, what's your insight on the subject? So, in terms of... In terms of an era, I definitely, like you were saying previously, that there are, and I would agree with you, Isaac, that there are players, there's players in, you know, the 70s, 80s, 90s, and so on and so forth, that there is the greatest in that, well, is that, so like 10 years, is that considered an era? Yes. Okay, so that, that, so yes, there is a greatest player not a greatest player. See, now I'm kind of like backtracking myself. But um, something that I think is also worth mentioning that I think every sport has evolved quite rapidly with the change of technology, diets, training, um, weight rooms, you know, plans to better develop yourself uh, and better f quality of fitness that everything has definitely evolved but i also agree with porter that it i mean i don't think that there's really the only sport that i really think has evolved or that's changed really quickly is football american football and that's because over the past couple of years there have been so many rules that have been changing because of trying to keep players safe which i'm for that but soccer i think the when you the nitty gritty of it has stayed the same, but what's really evolved, like you said, Isaac, is the tactics and things that you know make co coaches and certain teams unique. I definitely agree with that. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both sides, but I definitely think it is really important to note: soccer balls are better, technology, food, diets, training, supplements. There's and healthy and legal supplements at that point, and unfortunately. Uh, back then, you know, in like the 50s and 60s, I don't think performance-enhancing drugs were even a thing. And now they're really prevalent in about every sport. So, but it's also worth mentioning that I don't know a lot of soccer players that do that. PEDs. So, we'll see. But yeah, that's definitely my take on that. Okay. And James, what's your opinion on the subject? So, my opinion on it is that it's like some of the soccer big-time goats like Pele and Maradona, they did not play in like what we did right now. So like with advanced technology, so if they might have played in advanced technology from then, 
that they could have like been super duper good at the game for all we know. So, cause like Messi and Ronaldo are super good back then or now, but back then they could have been really good or they could have been worse. And that could go on with a lot more people. But, yeah, the arrows do change because, I mean, there are some supplements that people might just take. Like Samuel was saying, diets, training, it goes on and on and on how it's better from, it was better now than it is from then. So if Pele or Maradona or people like that had, like, the training and diet like that, they could have been super duper good for all we know. And that is uh, kind of crazy just to think about that, that Pel- if Pele was born then, that he could have been, like, been, like, the best player of all time in the league, for all we know, that, like, better than everyone in soccer, like, period. Okay, so your opinion on the matter is that eras directly correlate to skill, but not necessarily in the matter that they can and could potentially even just based on stats translate to and from each era namely you're saying that Pele in the 50s could still play at the caliber that we are seeing potentially saying that Messi and Ronaldo could potentially play better or worse and it is not there there's no set way to guess but there is still high probability that they could do better in either era and that in the sense of you don't have to play in this era to be good yes okay now that we've laid a groundwork for all of this it's time for the debate so the debate for today is what is the goat who rather who is the goat in the sense of you've already laid a groundwork that each position should have a a goat now for the sake of time and just uh compressing all of that data down into a more concise format we're going to do it by uh, a third so the attacking third your wingers your forwards and whatnot your middle third your midfielders and your final third your defenders, and then the goalkeeper. So, talk amongst yourselves. This is no longer a individual uh, conversation with me. This is now a conversation between you three. So, let's start with forwards. Who do you think is the best forward of all time? Who goes first? It's up to you. Okay. So, I say to make this more fun. Okay. Let's do a game of rock, paper, scissors. Okay. And listeners, you'll just have to... I'll give a live play-by-play. Perfect. Okay. This is a mini rock, paper, scissors tournament. Who goes first? I'll call it out. Okay. Who goes first, Isaac? Uh, whoever wins. They're like, who do you want to go first, 2v2? No, oh, you oh, all go. All, all three of together? you. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, you ready? Ready. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, well, currently, James goes first. Currently, James got Porter and Samuel. They okay, now Porter rock. and I go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, I go last. Because Porter, it goes James, Porter, me. Okay, that works. <laughs> awesome. So, James, who do you consider the GOAT at the forward position? Forwards? Um, so, wings? <laughs> no, no, no. So, this is including wingers. So, this will be the classic Maradona Pele 
Neymar, Ronaldo, so like uh, Messi debate. Striker. So strikers, wingers, center forwards, anybody who's on the attacking side of the pitch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So if I were to put this into top three, it would probably have to be um, off what we've seen so far because Messi and Ronaldo's career isn't over yet, but Pele has won a lot of World Cups and has shown a lot of talent throughout the years, especially in that era. It could be very um, good because he could have, um, like, like Messi won a World Cup this year. Ronaldo never won a World Cup. So we don't know if Ronaldo would have won the World Cup and beat Morocco and France if he would be considered the GOAT now because a World Cup is just a trophy even though they're going through so many very good players. So if, on my opinion, I would have to put Messi at one, Pele at two, and Ronaldo at three. Okay. Samuel Porter, what's your response to that? Porter goes first, or second, but yeah. I could say I, I do agree a little bit with what James is saying. Um, I think that at least like the three people that you put on there, I think they are good. They're good to put on the list, and I think they are very quality players. Oh, you're, you're going to have the same list? Well, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying like with the players that you put, I'm saying it's a good list. Like, right, no, so no, no. Okay. Who, are, who are the players that you choose? I'd go Messi, I'd say Messi, Ronaldo, Pele. Okay. For me, it goes Pele, Eusebio, Messi. Eusebio. What do you know I mean, about no, Eusebio? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, yes, Eusebio is amazing. Pele, Cruyff, Messi. No, Ronaldo. Interesting. Okay. No, I Pele's it, definitely my number one. Totally ignoring the greatest goal story of all time. But that was Messi now. Uh, no, 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 not even not close. at all. Yeah. Wait, were the the Ronaldo in Brazil or the Ronaldo in Portugal? The Port- Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest goal scorer in Champions League history, the greatest goal scorer in international history, and the greatest goal scorer just of all time in general. That's just you know, that's just how his debate is. I mean, if you're the greatest goal scorer of all time, I think you should probably be top three again. Again, I don't know what your 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 criteria was for deciding, because again, it could be a multitude of things. But I think just those you know three goal stat or goal scoring stats alone can lead to you know showing that you're top three all time. Yeah, but me personally, I just I cannot have Pele number one because the generational impact that he had on all the other players is amazing. Yeah. Like I don't think any other players done what. The, the impact he has on everybody else. So, I'm still putting... I'm going to stick with that. All right. I would have Ronaldo in fourth. But, um, also, Pele put a big part on, like, black history because he, like, made people, like... Because he was, like, a big player and he also was black. So, like, it, like, probably, like, made people, like, black people more, like, wanting to play because one of the best the best players of all time is black and arguably the best player of all time is black and it would inspire a lot of people mm-hmm. because someone who shows that much talent is crazy so in my I, I can see why you put Pele in number one Samuel awesome I, I agree okay now let's jump into the midfielders who 
who would you consider so ignoring the top three format who would you consider the number one you we can consider people in our top three but who would you consider your number one greatest of all time in the midfield for me it would well, I mean, because some center backs are also mids, so, like, like because they're kind of, like, change positions. So, it could be, like, because Roberto Carlos could probably play mid, but he's not that original position. For mids, that's actually a super good question, because there was a lot of super good mids. Um, I can't really think of any super-duper good mids that come up to the top of my head right now. Um, uh, I need to think. Samuel, can you go? Yeah, I can go. Uh, Porter, you actually go. So, my favorite, my, I think the best, uh, center mid of all time, I think it's gotta be Zinedine Zidane. I think he's, he's class. Him or, um, he's an Italian, he's an Italian. I'm trying to remember. Vieira? Uh, uh Vieira's French. Um, he's an Italian center, center mid. Oh, Pirlo, Pirlo. I think him and Pirlo are probably the best center mids, at least in terms of the quality of player. Well, okay, so for me, I would have, I'd have Zidane, Maradona. Oh, I forgot about Maradona. I thought he was a winger, but yeah. No, he's center attacking mid. And oh man, the third spot that's tricky because I also, um, I there's a lot of talent. Um, Man, because, I mean, yes, but you also have, um, who are the, like, uh, the German center defensive mid, what, what's, what was his name? Uh, Matthias. Oh, yeah, Matthias, Michael Bollock, right? Yeah. Um, Patrick Vieira, you know, there's so much talent. Um, but for my third spot, I'm going to go with Ruud Hullet. Very good. So. Underrated. Underappreciated. That is my third. So I thought Maradona played forward, not mid. So I would probably have to put Maradona at one, then number two, Zinedine Zinedine, and then probably also Hulet, like Samuel was saying. I think that's a very good top three, very solid top three. And that's my opinion. Yeah. Um. Oh, back line. We need to do the back line, the back okay. three, the defenders. Who do you got? Uh, James, you get to go first. Top three. So I got Roberto Carlos for his free kick taking. Um, also, oh, what's his name? He was um, a, was he Italian? Cannavaro, Maldini. Maldini, yeah, that's one of them. And then I think um, Maldini and uh, I think there's one more. Ferdinand. Yes, thank you, Ferdinand. That's the guy I was thinking of. Okay, awesome. Your turn, Porter. Um, my three back line players. My th- my third um is a very underappreciated player. He's more modern. I'd say Nemanja Vidić. I think he is probably one of the more underrated center backs of this time. He's Manchester United. Dutch. He's Serbian. Serbian. Okay. Uh, it's Nemanja Vidić is my third. I'd say my second for center back. Um, I think it would probably be uh. There's a lot of quality in center back, or just the back line in general. I could see maybe Ashley Cole getting in there. I don't know. What's another good? I was saying, or um, 
like you said, Maldini. Maldini's probably my one. He's my number one. But for number two, I'd I'd honestly put um as a, a left back, I'd probably put Roberto Carlos as well. I think he's a very very um high quality. He has that Brazilian flair too that makes him such an effective, at least for the attack. I think that's why he's probably one of the more class defenders, at least in this era. That's a great list too. And for me for me, I um, it's a really tough decision because, like you were saying, Porter, there are a lot of very, very good talent. Um, and although I, man, it's just crazy looking at all these people, all these amazing players. I would say number one would be Franz Beckenbauer. He's good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know much. I just see him in a um. I just see him in a, in a post, but I know Beckenbauer. Two times um, one. I would also have to have Bobby Moore in there. These are probably my honorable mentions. Um, I would also have uh, Cannavaro and Ronald Koeman in there, and Nesta, all very good. Uh, but as my number one, I'm starting with Paolo Maldini, for sure. That's a very good pick. I think he's probably the best. And then my number two would be Kafu for Brazil. And then Kafu. my number three would probably have to be man. Um I would probably say mm, man, this is you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with them. Roberto Carlos as well. Uh, do you guys do you guys know the uh, like there was the Roberto Carlos the free kick taker one and then there was the other Brazilian center back. The Remember? Kafu? Uh, no, it was um. He um. Rivaldo. No, no, he was. He was a center back. Um. See so if you don't mind checking. Um. Yeah, thank you, Carlos. Uh, Alberto, he was also, um, I think he's not very mentioned that much, and I think he's also one of my honorable mentions. Same with Coman, as you were saying, uh, Samuel. Now, thinking of goalkeepers, James, who are your top three goalkeepers? Or your, your like, who do you think is the GOAT goalkeeper, your number one? A uh, number one? There's a lot, because, I mean, you got, like, Neuer, uh, um, uh, Peter Schmeichel, and... Um, like Courtois and a lot more, but I think my number one's probably Schmeichel. All right, for goalkeeper, my number one is either Icar Casillas or um or Puskas. Or no, not Puskas. <laughs> I said Puskas. Um, Yashin, Yashin, or um or who did I say? Casillas. So I am. Probably gonna have to go with, cause I, you know, I. There's just there's a lot of talent when you really look at the lists. Uh, Lev Yashin, I'm kind of like tied between Lev Yashin. Um, I'm also looking at uh like Pe- Peter Schmeichel, uh Edwin Vandesar, just. Quality, quality, quality. But I also am going to go with, I don't know if James, you said uh, Lev Yashin, but I'm going to go with, uh, oh, yeah, my top three, I forgot. Lev Yashin, number one. 
Then I'm going to go with probably, oh, man. I'll probably go with Layman. Ian's Layman. Yeah, and then I'm also going to probably go with uh, Bert Trotman. Hmm. But I also do want to add on, I think Levy Ashton would be one, two would be Schmeichel, and then three would probably be, it would be between Neuer and uh, Courtois. Okay, and by the way, I don't know, I'm just looking at the list and saying that one of the best goalkeepers, I'm no, having too much No fun. worries, I said Puskas was a goalkeeper, I don't think you have to worry. One that I saw was, uh, and I don't know, I never knew if you, I don't know if you guys know him, but his name is... Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Sorry. Um, his name is Renat Dazayev. Who did he play for? Uh, Russia, and his nickname was the Iron Curtain. Hmm. N- never heard of him. I've heard, yeah, I've heard of him. There's also um, the thought to be the be- first goalkeeper to play as the sweeper keeper was Rene, and I'm sorry, I'm but- butchering uh, this gentleman's name, he- Hig. Guita, I think. Can I see it? I don't know. Can I see his name real quick? Yeah. Here you go. He's the uh, goalkeeper who did the scorpion kick. Oh. Yeah. It's It's like... Him Higu- with like the I think, yeah, it's Higuita or something. I don't know. But I think ones that are definitely very important to mention are... um, Like when I think of up-and-coming ones is Donnarumma. Um, also... I would say Ter Stegen. Do you think that uh, Neuer has already gotten up to the point where he could be considered a GOAT? Yeah. He's okay. got, I think he has the accolades to prove it. He has a World Cup. He has two Champions League trophies. He has um, seven, seven what? Seven, uh, oh yeah, seven league titles in the Bundesliga for um, Bayern, which I mean, they, they've always been dominant. But yeah, what about I think he's for sure solidified his spot. And Buffon. Yeah, Buffon for sure. Buffon has the longevity. He's like the Tom Brady. Uh, well, not the, not quite like in terms of winning, but in terms of longevity in his career, I'd say he's like a Tom Brady kind of guy. How yeah. old is he now? He's in his mid-40s. He's like 45, I think, 46. He's He's been around for a while. I don't think he plays anymore. I don't yeah. know. That's a good question. Well, this conversation has been fantastic, and I've enjoyed all the discussion as a whole, as well as our individual opinions and just really putting out there what we what we really think. And I think the GOAT debate has just been something so controversial for so long that we've just seen so many different opinions, so many different standpoints. You could argue that, I don't know, some guy in third-tier Welsh football is the greatest of all time and just never got an opportunity, especially looking at the kids in Africa who show excellent ability but just never get a chance to put it forward. So, all in all, we've really just proven that we have no idea who the GOAT is, but we have uh, a good idea. So, moving forward in the series of GOATs, next episode, we're going to hear from Samuel. He'll get to choose a sport. And he'll uh, ask us the questions, and tr- we'll try to figure out who exactly we think the GOAT is and where they belong in their respective sports. I'll be able to give my opinions, and uh, we'll get to hear how Samuel chooses to lead the show. We are so grateful for all of y'all listening out there, and it's just been a real blessing to get to 
really talk to y'all about just everything we know about sports. And ultimately, we just get to enjoy what we do through God's grace. And uh, on that note, God bless y'all. We'll see you on the other side.